For the third consecutive year, the Sprint Ride Option Podcast welcomes you to the NFC Championship Game Preview. Let's see if this one goes any different, huh? New Sprint Ride Option Podcast starts now. Welcome, everybody. We are live. We are live. My name is Jason Aponte. I am Andrew Pasquini. We're working. That's it. We're working over here. That's it. Let's go Niners. Let's go Niners. Sprint Ride Option Podcast. Oh my goodness, we are live. I feel like that cold open, not a lot of energy from me. Long day at work. I'm excited to be in the NFC Championship game. I know the guy next to me is excited to be in the NFC Championship game. Let's talk about it. New Sprint Ride Option Podcast. I'm Andrew Pasquini, joined as always by Jason Aponte. And as always, Jason, how are you doing today? Doing great. Um, you know, uh, with only two games left, this is the biggest game before the biggest game. Yes. You kind of get reflective. On the whole season, and you start to you start to think about how quickly it's gone by, um, and what's in front of the 49ers. Um, and right now, I'm starting to feel like, damn, like we're this close, and and we have the best chance. As uh, Ross Tucker said on the show uh, that I did with him, it's the golden opportunity. This is it right here in front of you. So it just it's I'm I'm I may not be conveying it right now, but I'm definitely juiced. It's probably more probably more controlled excitement than it is ever. So can I, can I start with the, I'm, I'm going to just keep running this segment into the ground until uh, we get a sponsor on it. So I could be like, Hey, this segment brought to you by, but I want to continue the Andrew dumb football questions po- part of this podcast. Uh, and this one might not be a dumb football question. This is just a thought I've had the past five days since Sunday, since we've known it was the Detroit lions. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go back a little bit. Uh, I have spent the last two football weekends, obviously watching a lot of football games, but I have a friend named Kevin. He's a big lions fan. Um, I have watched the lions two playoff games with him. I have gone to a bar, watched it with him. And (laughs) to say that his face has looked like a child walking down on Christmas day every time the lions win a playoff game yeah um it's 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 been very cool for me as a niners fan to see how excited another person gets about their favorite football team Mm -hmm. um but seeing how excited he is has made me almost put myself into this like jail cell in my brain because Mm -hmm. and then i was explaining it to jamie my girlfriend and 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 here's where the dumb football guy question comes from Mm-hmm. I cannot think of two franchises in completely different spots mentally, at least in terms of fan bases, uh, to be in two completely different spots mentally over one football game. You have the Detroit Lions fan base who, and I don't want anything about what I'm about to say to take away from how good the Lions are because I am a firm believer in the Detroit Lions. Um, but it is a fan base, I would argue, very happy to be here. They are a fan base that understands that this is something that doesn't happen every year. They they understand that this is a ride that can end at any point where I'm not going to say they're going to be happy if, if they lose on Sunday because they made the NFC championship game. But I think there's a little bit of like, hey, we are here. Let's see how far this goes, but it can end at any minute. The 49ers on the other side, 49ers fans, Jason Aponte, um, mm-hmm. third consecutive NFC championship game. There's a bit of an expectation of being here and where Lions fans can lean back and say, hey, this season's been a hell of a ride. Let's mm-hmm. see what happens. 49er fans don't get that because if the 49ers lose on Sunday, this season is a failure, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. So Jason Aponte, 
my question is my my dumb football question very long setup for this one question and it's not even really a question it's more of a statement i have Mm -hmm. simulated this game in my head a thousand times Mm -hmm. and every maybe the the hundred times whatever it is i'm a niners fan left hand up i'm a niners fan i think the niners are going to win this game but in the simulations in my brain where the lions Mm -hmm. do win the game I cannot think of a more emotionally crippling sentence than the 49ers were just denied a third consecutive Super Bowl by the Detroit Lions. And I don't know where the question is within that, but nothing against Detroit, nothing against it. I don't think I can live with the sentence the Detroit Lions ended the 49ers sentence because the Lions have been the laughing stock for my entire life. Is that is that a good is that like is there any did I just waste Stat, I see stats in here. Did I waste everybody's three minutes of me just kind of getting to that point? Or is there a thought no. in your head like, man, the Detroit Lions can end this ride? And that is a weird thought. I would love to root for the Lions, but as um, I, the, the villain's name in Major League Two, you're standing on the train tracks and the train's coming through, butthead. Yes. Uh, like, it's, it's, I, I, I care, you know, I care. Yes. I don't care. I don't care. Yes. 85 Bears, 95 Niners, 2013 Seattle Seahawks. If you're in the fucking way, get the fuck out the way. Because, look, nice story, everything cool. I love that. And Lions fans will be able to say, hey, what a hell of a ride. Cool. They won't feel anything. We're the ones who are going to be hurt if this doesn't go down the way that we that we needed to. Um, I, I would think that not even hoisting the Lombardi is a bit of a failure, but not making the Super Bowl mm-hmm. when you had home field and you let Jared Goff and you let Dan Campbell and you let that team, which is very good, by the way, yeah. you lose to them and there was no Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Cowboys in your way. It's like the red carpet got rolled out for the 49ers. Jack Parkman, thank you, Rob. There you go. Standing on the back when a train is coming through. The fuck out the way. I love I love what their story is. I love what they got. I love the the players on the team. Don't care. Um, yes. I, I, Lions fans, you have a pressure free Sunday. Some of you will cry. Yeah. Some of you will be sad. Most of you will say, "I just watched my team win two playoff games, and we haven't won one since 1991." Yeah, that's a good start. You're moving yes. in the right direction. For us, it's another season of. We got on the doorstep again. We're the better team, and we lost again. How do you explain this one? Yes. The pressure's all on the 49ers and the fans. Yes. But as far as the nice story, it was a nice story. The nice story has come to an end, and very rarely do things in real life play out the way that fairy tales do. So Detroit Lions, we love you, man. Yes. But get the fuck out the way. We got something, yeah. something bigger on the line. I'm sorry. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Yeah. And zero percent of me is sharing. Like I, I, I understand that this is this is a very nice story for the Lions, and I, I absolutely hope it ends on Sunday. But man, just just the thought of losing to the Detroit Lions in the NFC Championship game because the Lions have not been relevant for most of my life. They they have been maybe the worst sports team, American sports team, and and that's and none of this is the takeaway from this season. That's part but of what makes about this, this season Andrew. amazing for them. Think about this, Andrew. The last time the Detroit Lions won a road playoff game, 1956 against the San Francisco 49ers. You have got to be kidding me if you think that from 56 to now, this is going to be the first time that they win 
a road playoff game, we cannot be on the wrong side of history on this one. The 49ers cannot allow this to happen. Not just your lifetime. And Rob's right. Not just Yeah, not lifetime. just my. It's a lot of people's lifetimes. Uh, and not, actually, no. do, do you want me to take that, that little stat you just gave one step further the last time the Lions were in a championship game? They beat the oh. 49ers. You know who they went on to beat in the NFL championship game that year? The Kansas City the, Chiefs. No, the Cleveland Browns who went on to become – the, the Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens. Ravens. So, ah. boy, oh boy, history. It's, it's a fun little thing. History is well, the last time the Lions before, in a championship if game. If you weren't anxious before and you were looking to get relaxed, yes. this probably is not the start to the show that you were looking no, for. No, this is not. I, I wanted to open. I wanted to get people in here. We got 100 people, so let's start the real talk. I got I got Andrew's uh, Friday fears out of the way. Let's talk about the real game and something that is comforting. Um 49ers one and two, and if that's not comforting, let me get to the comforting part. 49ers one yes. and two in NFC Championship games under Kyle Shanahan, but the one was at Levi Stadium, the two not at Levi Stadium. I, I I don't know if I like the idea of home field being a reason a team is better uh, than another team. Stats: Bobby Lane was their quarterback, Dwight Eisenhower was president. Like, yeah, there's a million there's a million stats we can make to make you feel old about how long ago it was the the, the Lions or, won or a road just, playoff like, game. Scared that you don't want to be on the other side of this and say, hey, you were the first team to allow them to win a road playoff game since Dwight Eisenhower. Uh, but, it, but it's the Lions. Like, it's the Lions. They're so good this year. But just the sentence of the Detroit Lions. Going to the Super Bowl by beating the Niners scares me. That's okay. We're past it. Uh, Jason, fans, Levi Stadium, first NFC Championship game since the last NFC Championship game win to be at Levi Stadium. What do you think? Uh, who, who was it? Shanahan didn't like that we called it, the, that that one reporter called it the 12th man. Are the oh, faithful yeah. really going to have that much of an impact on this game? I know the answer, Jason. I'm just setting it up. Are the faithful going to have that much of an impact on this game? I think so. And that's how you know coaches locked in and relaxed at the same time. Um, that he's able to shut that down in an instant and then get back and then joke around right after that. Um, yeah, they absolutely are. I, I think, again, it was harder and harder for that game for the crowd to be involved. And when they did, it was towards the end of the game when momentum started shifting. Yeah. But it was also raining. You know, when it's raining, I I, I hate rain games. I don't, get, I don't care what anybody says. I don't want to go to a football game when it's fucking raining. I don't want to go. I, call me a fake fan. Call me whatever. I I, I hate the idea of being rained domes. on. I hate it. It's terrible. Everybody should have domes. Everyone. Um, But, yes, they're absolutely going to be jacked and juiced. They understand that we're right here on the on the cusp of this again. Um, Yeah, I, I absolutely think they are. But, you know, Kyle, Kyle being a little – uh. I'll be in a little salty and, and little spicy salty. or whatever while, you know, being like, he's, he's locked in. He's locked in. He, he knows was very defensive. I didn't know he could. Team. I didn't know he could be so defensive of the fan base. I didn't expect to get that out of him. I thought he like, like very semantics to be like, we're not called the 12th man because like 12th man is a, a generic football a term. Generic I think term. a lot of teams, but the Seahawks have kind of turned it in their own thing, even though they sold it from Texas A&M, nobody talk about it. Um, but for him to be that oddly specific, be like, don't call our fan base the 12th man. We're the faithful. What are you talking about? Nice, nice to nice, nice to hear that from Kyle Shannon. I did appreciate and it. Yeah, and y'all think uh and y'all think Kyle doesn't care about like the 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 other stuff, you know. I just want to say that we the reason that we need a Super Bowl, the biggest reason the 49ers need a Super Bowl while we're on the subject of Kyle, is if you think Kyle's arrogant now, if you think Kyle's snarky now, if you think Kyle's spicy now, don't let him get that ring. 
Don't let him. Don't oh, let him no. get that ring. Oh, Every no. single question that anybody asks, and it could be an easy question, like, hey, Kyle, how's your day, how's your day going? Nah, I can't go to hell. Like, that's literally what we're going to get, and I need it. I need it all. I need it all. Charlene asking, have we seen Kyle with this much swag? Yes, uh, the Monday night game in Green Bay in 2018. That, like, That's just the I answer. Need that, there I need will to be... find that black Santa hat. The... Uh, if Kyle, listen, Kyle Shannon, you listen to the podcast. I know you're here watching. At the parade, show up in that outfit. There will be no greater moment of your career than to show up at the Super Bowl parade in the fit that you wore against the Packers six years ago. Which, by the way, six years ago is that's scary. That game was six years ago, Jason. So, so there you go. Uh, Stats. I like this question. Let's let's start with stats question. Do you want the Niners to win the toss? Let's just start with the beginning of the game. All right. The physical coin toss. Um, I'd rather get the ball first and go up immediately. I ooh. What do you think of that? Because I would be very good. It, it a fast start would be very good, down. but Kyle Shanahan, as addicted as Dan Campbell is, though going for it on fourth down. Kyle Shanahan's addicted to that. What what do you want to call it? The the Two for one. The what, what's dip? the flip? The double. Di- I don't like that term. That terminology is weird. Uh, the Why double dip. The two for one. I don't know. Double dip is weird. They call it two, two for, for one. one. In that's basketball. basketball. That's yeah. basketball. But the but the little thing that Shanahan loves to do, and and that's why stats might be on on my side with this. That's why I was so frustrated with the the end of the first half in the Green Bay game because Green Bay gave Shanahan that opportunity by returning the ball. Uh, so I, I I like the idea if the 49ers win the toss, they'd ra- you'd rather get them to get the ball and immediately score. I think Shanahan probably is going to stick with the status quo and and try that, you know, uh, what's the word, defer to the second half and, and take the ball, defer. try and get that two for one. Or sorry, Jason, the double dip. Um, but I, I like the idea. I, I, I just, I don't know. Double dip is weird. Double dip is get weird. Get your mind out the like gutter, Pasquini. It's not even in the gutter. It's just I'm double dip just sounds weird. Well, the thing is, is and look, and I'm going to go to this one because Gorgira Von Jenks, uh, you know, Spicy Squad member, I want the ball first. Kyle's shown he can't even take advantage of the double dip. Yeah, stop playing for field goals in the rain uh, when you have three timeouts in six minutes. Let's just – how about this? Here's a crazy idea, Andrew Pasquini. <laughs> let's score every time the 49ers have the fucking I was, ball. I was hey, going to say what, that. I mean, I mean, what – let's – all right, so let's, let's – Where's Jesse? What's the, what's the Niners – What's the Niners' record when the Niners score more points than the other team this season? Jesse, we uh, need you. Right now, they're they're fourteen and zero when they score more points. Fourteen Maximize and zero when they score more points. every possession. Score, yeah. score, score, <laughs> score. Doesn't matter how, what the fuck. What? When did we start? When did we start complicating what's easy? When you get the ball, you score. If you score more than the opponent, you win. Stop. Relax. Just score. And yes. if you get the ball first and you go up seven nothing. And Jared Goff starts to hear that crowd and he starts to, you know, feel a little bit. That's it. That's what you want. Roll on them. Start the the 49ers have shown you only one other way that they won besides blowing people out, which was on um in the divisional round. Roll on them. Make the start it from the beginning and just score. Stop yeah. trying to play for things that are hypotheticals. I don't sometimes the, the analytics and the well, if you get the possession here and it increases your chance here, no. Score on 100% of your possessions or as many as you can, and you should be okay. You should be okay. Um, 
Greg, I didn't expect to talk about the coin flip decision today. I love stats hey, throwing that in there. Start. We got it. Uh, Jason, here we go. Let's 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 talk about some players on the field in this game. Uh, the 49ers run defense has struggled. The Detroit run offense is pretty good. The 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 40 <laughs> Jason, I have a fantasy idea. How about we score touchdowns every time? Yeah, I'm not, it's, a, big, it's pretty, I'm not a big analytic guy, simple. but scoring touchdowns, scoring yeah. touchdowns every time would would probably lead you to a win. Football's pretty safe. If you score more time, if you score every time and don't allow a score every time, you're going to win more games than you don't. Um, Man, look, we're starting to get there now, Andrew. We're starting to really get it there. It took four years for us to finally learn football. Wow. Is this what Rich means by <laughs> watch the film? Uh, Wait, Rich is watching the film and talking about all this other stuff, and we just cracked the code by just being just, like. Just score more points. If the Niners score more points than the, the Detroit Lions on Sunday, I feel good. I feel fantastic. Uh, 49ers run defense has had its issues. The Detroit run game is pretty good. David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs. Uh, but on the other side, Christian McCaffrey exists against the really good Detroit run defense. Um, who has the advantage in the run game? Because because Gibbs and Montgomery, dare I say, combined, give you a Christian McCaffrey. Uh, but the Niners run defense has really struggled, but it's McCaffrey against a run defense. And I actually, I actually pulled up some stats, Jason Aponte. Uh, if, if you mind delve into this little corner of the internet that I found myself in, I wanted to include it in my numbers to no article. I did not, but Detroit, we we're, we're already talking about, they finished with the most games holding opponents under hundred rushing yards. I think they had the third best run defense in terms of yardage. I looked at, I decided to look at it and I probably went way too deep here, Jason. Uh, in the, Detroit played eight games this season against teams that finished in the top half of rushing yards for offense. Yep. Atlanta, Green Bay, Baltimore, Chicago, Dallas, and the Rams. Uh, and that includes the postseason. In those eight games, they've allowed 97 and a half rushing yards per game. Uh, in uh -huh. the 11 games where they faced bottom half run offenses, uh, 80 and a half rushing yards per game. Uh, uh -huh. So, like, And I don't like this stat because essentially what I'm saying is teams who are good at running the ball – run the ball better against the lions than teams who are bad at running the ball. And I don't like no, you're, that. You're, you're cooking. You're cooking. But the 49ers are the third best run team in the NFL. And if you look at the two worst games that the lions defense has had this season, it was against Baltimore and it was against Chicago twice. And those are the top two rushing teams in the league. A little bit of a difference though. And I, I will throw out the giant caveat. Uh, the 49ers don't have a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields. So Wait, that 471 have, yeah. rushing yards they allowed in those Go. three games, 198 were from quarterbacks. Um, but, Jason, kind of a two-way question here. I'm asking about the, the Detroit run offense against the Niners defense. I'm asking about McCaffrey. Who wins the run game on Sunday? Because I think, because we're going to talk about the Detroit pass defense, but I think whoever wins the run game is going to win this game on Sunday. Yeah, um, Andrew. By the way, bang on analysis. Thank you, thank you. You know, and this is crazy, crazy thought. Teams that can't run the football aren't good at running the football against other teams. Teams that can run the football, they may not do what they normally do. And it, conversely, good running teams are great against good running defenses. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, again, uh, against bad running defenses. Yeah, it's this is the issue. And I want to throw something out there. And chat, if I'm tripping, 
let me know. Look, we're vibing. It's Friday. Look, we might as well blow up some steam and have some fun tonight. What? What do you? What? What did uh, Luca score? Eighty. He's got forty-one well, and a half. Uh, I wanted this is this is not football. Uh, I wanted to inform you that Vince McMahon has tendered his resignation from his positions as TKO. TKO. Good. Blah blah blah. Good. No longer with WWE. Vince McMahon. Put him in the jail. Player. Put him. Put him under put him, the jail. Put him, okay, uh, put him under the jail. Sorry. Put him under the jail. All right. If I'm tripping, tell me I'm tripping. And Rob D already told me I'm tripping, and you know, probably right. <laughs> Um. Yes, the defensive line has to set the edge. But here's what's funny about run defense. Your safeties and your linebackers are actually the ones that have to be the ones who actually stuff out those outside runs, those push and pull runs. Yes, he's got 41 at the half, and and uh, and Trey Young has 37 at the half. What happened to the game? No, we're, do- we're doing this again? Yeah, we're doing 41 the massive for scoring Tra- on a 41 at the half for Luka. 41 at the half for Luca, 37 for Trey Young. Um Carl Anthony Towns lost, by the way. I just wanted to throw that on. Yes, he did. Oh, yes, he did. <laughs> and the linebackers and the safeties have to be the ones to help on yes. the outside and get there and stuff those runs on the outside. You can set the edge all you want. The idea is to get them to go back into the defensive tack the defensive, yeah, defensive tackles. Good. I'm on the right track. Yeah. But the linebackers and safeties have to do a better job of flowing and stopping those runs. I watched the Green Bay film. And there were so many instances of like the linebackers slipping and falling and then and just like a little bit of a moment right there. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen this week. That's not going to happen this week. It's going to be 70 and balmy. Everything's going to be fine. But I think everyone, everyone, it, yes, exactly, Rob, works through the linebackers under the bus for outside runs. It's the linebackers, it's the linebackers part to get out there on outside runs. You're not expecting Nick Bosa and Chase Young to run those guys down. Your linebackers have to flow to the outside and get there. Your safeties have to be exactly what their position is, safeties, and get there. So there's something – it's it's a threefold argument against the run defense. It's all of them. It's all yeah. of them. Set the edge the best you can. We're not expecting you to run down Jamar Gibbs. But we're expecting Fred, Dre Greenlaw, one of you guys to get there. And if not, Jaya Brown who it sounds like he's starting. If you're looking, if you want to read tea leaves on his, uh, on his Instagram, Instagram story, page. it sounds yeah. like Tig is going to start. Jaya Brown um, and to Sean Gibson, you've got to clean that up on the other side. So this is the thing that I'm talking about. It's a systemic thing. And it's one, two, three, it's three levels. It's three levels. And that's the part that I think was just a little bit more concerning. But if I want to give you something to feel good about, it will not it will not happen again where they're slipping and sliding all over the field, even though the Packers weren't slipping and sliding all over the field for whatever reason. Weird. I mean, you know what? They're more equipped, I think, the Green Bay Packers to deal with a, a muddy terrain because they play at Lambeau Field, right? Like that's another good point. But it's up to the linebackers and the safeties to get there. So when we're yeah. talking about these outside runs, these push and pulls, I guarantee you Detroit's going to look at that and say, oh, let's do it again. But I guarantee you this time, the linebackers and the safeties will be in better position. And you'll see those runs that went for eight and nine, they probably won't. They'll go for two and three as they should have. It always felt like Aaron Jones had a guy in his area where it was like, okay, he's going to go down. And then he ends up pushing forward. And all of a sudden he's got nine on first down. And now a second and one. You can't have that. You can't have that. You've got to win on first down. First down is where you win. Keep them behind the sticks. Then you start to get into that mode where it's okay. Pin your ears back and get golf. 
it's the linebackers and the safeties a little bit more that we need to be more concerned about. And look, nothing against Fred and, and Greenlaw. Obviously, they're great. Yeah. But man, I need you guys to like really play out of your mind in this game because you know exactly, you know exactly what they're going to do because they're going to try to duplicate what Green Bay did. Yeah, and it worked with Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay had what 136 rushing yards. The 49ers have had have allowed 100 or more rushing yards in four of their last five games. It's it's really been a concern for the 49ers. And there's no break. And 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 not to say that I I underrated Detroit's run game, but when you think of you know the class of the NFL running games, you think I think if you had two teams in your mind, it would be Baltimore and it would be San Francisco. And now you're looking at this Detroit team who, I mean, there was only the, the team that finished with the most scrimmage yards uh, by running backs this year was obviously the Miami Dolphins, A-Chain and Mostert, really a lot of that. The team who finished second, the Detroit Lions. There was only one pair of teammates to rush for more than 900 yards this season uh, each. That was Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. This is a very lethal run attack and, I, I think part of uh, a large part of it is why Jared Goff has been so good this season for the Lions, despite and, and I think Niner fans see the name Jared Goff and they go back to the Rams days. But I mean, this outside of the short time that Todd Gurley was at his was in Los Angeles with Jared Goff. This is probably the best run game Goff has had. I mean, this is the best run game Goff has had. Let's be honest, this is electric. As Gurley was, I, I mean, to have two running backs like this, am I forgetting somebody obvious? No, no, no. I just, I just think that because like Jamal was cool last year, but they didn't have as many yards. He had a lot of touchdowns, but in terms of having two guys that can do it, like Kyle Shanahan wishes he had somebody he trusted behind Christian. Why? McCaffrey. So he could just, like, so he could just use one guy the entire time. Yeah, exactly. He wishes he had a second guy so he could just use McCaffrey more. No, but yeah, I, I think this run game grossly underrated. And and I'm I'm very excited to see how these two teams compete against each other in the run game. But obviously, Jason Aponte, the big one, and, and the big news today, Debo Samuel is going to play Sunday. I don't think outside of Monday, I don't think there was too much doubt. I, I, I think Monday was like the day we were all very stressed. Um, but <laughs> this Detroit pass defense is not very good. Uh, I bottom five pass defense. Uh, I got some stats here. Uh, 108 passes of 15 or more yards this season. That's the second most behind Washington. Uh, 69 nice, Jason Aponte, plays of 20 or more pass yards allowed by the Detroit defense. Most in the league. They, they've allowed 13 plays in the playoffs of 20 or more passing yards. That's twice as many as any other team, and that includes all the teams that have played two games. Uh, and I like certain spots in their secondary. I know uh, CD Deuce is that is is that his nickname? Is that the correct nickname for CJ Gardner Johnson? Is that what they call him out there? Uh, no, that whatever CJ Gardner. I know I know he was hurt a lot this year, but having him back is huge. Brian Branch has been very good for them. Brian Branch is a dog. But there's another rookie. There's another rookie that I think Kyle Shanahan needs to have circled, and that's Cam Sutton. Uh, it, yeah. it's not good. Yeah, so everybody's been talking about the secondary, and I think, obviously, this is where you attack. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a... This is going to be a really interesting way that Kyle is going to attack them, because generally, they like to attack in between the numbers. You might be playing a little bit into what the Lions want to do because of C.J. Garner-Johnson and Brian Branch, who play in the middle of the field. Mm -hmm. 
here's my bold take. This is going to be a big Brandon Ayuk game outside the numbers. You've got to, you've got to. All right, look. There, there, yeah, no, not even that. It's just there has to be a give and take between what it is you want to do offensively and what the personnel is showing you and what it is that you should attack when you've got a guy who can attack on the outside. When you have a guy who can beat Cam Sutton and whoever the young man is on the other side, it's going to be interesting to me to watch Kyle and watch Purdy. Are you going to run those dig routes on the uh, to the middle of the field again, or are you going to are you going to say, listen, I know they're kind of the secondary overall isn't good, but the sum of their parts is better in the middle of the field, right? In the middle of the field, Brian Branch and C.J. Garner Johnson, mm-hmm. but. This has got to be a game that you take some shots outside the numbers, right? It's not going to be raining. It's going to be beautiful, and you've got the advantage. This has got to be sometimes for you to look over and say, well, there's Brandon Ayuk on Cam Sutton. Let's check out of whatever it is that we wanted to do, and let's take some shots. Let's take some shots against him, and let's go down the field. Like, you have to now find that balance between what it is we game plan or I hope, you know, whatever it is that the game plan, what it is we want to do normally and what it is that is our advantage and our strength. I always say the better coaches understand how to attack personnel regardless of what they want to do. If you think that, like, just doing what you want to do over and over again and just say, listen, this is what we've been doing all year, um, I don't get that part. You've got to be able to get the ball on the outside. White Mike 86, yeah. shout out to you, my boy. I will not. I'm actually really poor. Um, and also – um, I got to be able to do the post game right after. Like, you know, I can't, I can't be uh drunk uh celebrating going to the Super Bowl at the, at Levi's. So, but shout out to White Mike eighty six. I, I just think this is going to be super interesting because I do think this is a big Brandon Ayuk game, and I do think that you're going to see the 49ers throw the football outside the numbers because their outside corners are really the weakness. You don't really yeah. want to test the guys that are actually really uh, like really good. You want to go at the advantages that you have, and I'm interested to see how Kyle deals with that. Yeah, and because I think this is this is to me, I'm gonna make a prediction right now. I know I just mentioned the run game might decide this game, but if the Niners win this game, I'm gonna tell you right now, my number one star on Monday is Brock Purdy. Uh, and that I think is gonna be the difference in this game because there is this I get to use the word again, Jason. There's this misconception that Brock Purdy is a yak merchant. Uh the Niners had their fewest yak yards in the Kyle Shanahan era this year right like like wow but you face the you you face a Detroit defense and you want to talk about yak yards like sure that's great they allowed the I believe it was the fifth most yak yards this season but on the other side the Lions allowed 3,100 air yards this season that was according to pro football reference that was the most by 320 yards this season Pro football reference has only tracked air yards since 2017. So it's only a small sample size, six years. The Detroit Lions, and this is kind of a double-sided coin here, Jason. The Detroit Lions have allowed the second most air yards since 2017. And that's not good. I think that's why this can be a big Brock Purdy game because the Niners have a quarterback that can push the ball down the field vertically. Now, the reason this is a double-sided coin stat is, according to PFR, <laughs> the team that's allowed the most air yards was the 2021 Cincinnati Bengals who went on to win the AFC championship game and lose a Super Bowl. So maybe that's a little scary, but this is where Brock Purdy changes because 
I don't want to name other quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo. In previous years that the Niners were playing a team that gave up a lot of air yards, I I don't think we'd even be referencing it because of who Garoppolo is. But now you have a quarterback. How about this? How about, a, you know, another receiver that's pretty good about 10, 15 yards down the field? How about a Jawan Jennings big game? He teased it a little bit last week. And I know Debo Samuel is, is going to be back. But those third downs, I mean, Juwan Jennings still gets like all the third downs. It's really weird. Juwan Jennings isn't used until third downs. But like I can see this being a game where there's a lot of attention on Debo and, and Juwan Jennings on three receiver sets can kind of sneak into some space and make something happen. So you're looking for Brandon Ayuk. He's the easy name or not the easy name, but he's the obvious name to mention, hey, he's going to have a big game against this poor secondary. But like. I really think George Kittle too. Anybody who can push this the Detroit defense vertically and nothing against Debo Samuel. We know how good Debo Samuel is near the line of scrimmage, but you have three guys who can push them vertically. Look out for those guys. Look out for those guys on Sunday. 80 and a half receiving yards for Brandon Ayuk. Put me down for over. Yeah. And it's easy to say Brandon Ayuk's going to have a good game against a poor secondary. But my bold prediction is you're going to see numbers. You're going to see throws outside the numbers down the field. Um, I think that's the best way that you really want to attack this defense and put pressure on them. Because you know what's funny? Hit a few of those throws over the top. Your safety's starting to rotate over the top. And Ayuk is, oh, now the middle's open. Right? Like, it's it's a twofold argument when it comes to that because it's literally – now, I understand that this game, that this team doesn't want to throw the football like, you know, vertically down the field all the time. But this has to be a game in which you highlight your strengths. So 80 and a half over for Brandon Ayuk. I think yeah. that's easy money, but I think you're going to see throws outside the numbers. And you're going to see some throws from Brock Purdy a la the Tampa Bay throw, right? Like the, the one down the field where it's like you get those. And look. I'm not comparing because I think Mike Evans is one of the most criminally underrated receivers in the history of this game. He is literally doing things no one's done in this game. Mike Evans was winning vertically every single time that they needed a big play and they were getting the ball to him. I think Brandon Ayuk has better separation skills than Mike Evans does. And I think that's where you have to attack. When you start to hit two or three of those throws and Detroit starts to get in their mind and Aaron Glenn starts to see, oh, man, We've got to start shading guys over that way. We've got to start helping. Good. Shade them over that way. And now you take advantage of the stuff in the middle. You can't have them clogging the middle if you don't hit anything outside the numbers. That's where I'm looking in this game is to throw the ball outside the numbers to Brandon Ayuk. That's why I think he has a really big game. Uh, and it's funny you mentioned Mike Evans and Brandon Ayuk in the same sentence. Mike Evans had 12 targets, eight receptions on Sunday against the Lions. Six of those receptions and nine of those targets came against Cameron Sutton. So there you go. There you go. There, there. Like, they're, like I, I don't want to make it sound obvious. Is like there's a there's a weak matchup in the Lions secondary. It's Cameron Sutton, but like that's kind of as simple as it is. I, I think like. I think this is a talented group. I think there's a few names. As I said, I like Brian Branch. I like I like Gardner Johnson. There's just a few names in the second. Kirby Joseph has been up and down, but really the weak spot is Cameron Sutton. Almost like 
a secondary of a team I watch a lot where you have a guy like Mooney Ward and Diamador Lenore and a lot of talent there, but then one number comes onto the field and teams tend to target 20. It's that same situation, right? So I'm curious to see how Shanahan attacks this offensively because it's, it's, I, I think it's obvious that he is going to attack them in the air because it's a weak spot. But at the same time, I could see Kyle Shanahan being very stubborn and being like, Hey, there's a really good run defense. I got Christian McCaffrey and I know how to call run games. We're running the ball a lot. Uh, Jesse, I haven't seen Don Burr. I'm a little no, sad. Maybe honestly, I, I'm not disappointed. This is a, this is something Don Burr hasn't done. This is a week. Maybe go Don live on Brad's show. I think, no, I think he was in the comments, but I, I think, I think Don Burr is just, enjoying savoring the moment maybe he's at a oh no i like not. to believe he's he's stressed he, he's detroit not, versus everybody de- baby yeah he's dead ass thinking everything is gonna go the lion's way in this game and and you can't convince me otherwise because of the little time that we've known him all this from one regular season matchup with the lions we have I ourselves a lions well. legend literally in our thumbnail as well too but it's just kind of the way i'm going with this one 80 and a half for brandon Ayuk. give it to me but you're not going to get it on digs and and overs you're going to get it down the field because that's where you have to attack. I think that's really what, what I'm, I'm talking about, like outside the number throws. That's going to be a little bit of a difference. And once Purdy hits two or three of those to Ayuk, now your defense has to rotate to that side and find where Ayuk is. And now you've got them in a blender to the point where now when Kittle's lined up in the slot, when Debo gets in the slot, you've got better matchups and you don't have anyone over the top. So I, I think that, again, it's not me going out on a limb saying that Brandon Ayuk is going to have a big game. What I'm going out on a limb is saying that you're going to have to throw the football outside the numbers, and I think that's where Brandon Ayuk is going to feast in this game. Yeah, no, it, it's it's the yak thing will still exist, but the Lions have a pretty obvious disadvantage in this game, and that's anything outside of the middle of the field. And the Niners would be very, very smart to attack it. Jason? That's more or less the po- talking points I had on this NFC Championship game. What what do what do you got? Any, anything you want to? Anything you're itching to touch on that we haven't touched on yet? You want to talk about like Nick Bosa maybe not being good? No, that's a joke. But Nick Bosa not having any sacks in a while. Um, well, I, I think there's a lot of things to talk about. So what, what do you got? Pass rush, pass yep. rush, pass rush, pass rush. Um, this is it, right? Jordan Love's not going to escape that pocket. Um, I understand the Detroit Lions are going to be missing their starting guard. Um, Ragnall's banged up. I'm I, I I'm fairly certain he's gonna play. I didn't really get a chance to check the reports. Uh, you know, you guys are really good at that, so you'll let me know. But I ne- I definitely need. There's no reason. There is no reason for this defensive line that starts Javon Hargrave, Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead to have zero sacks. Everyone's goal is to get the ball out of their hands fast, and I understand that everyone is doing that. But at the same time, come on. It is time. It is time right now. This is it. This is it. Bosa, you're incredible, man. You got paid. This is what we pay you for. Um, Javon Hargrave, we brought you in. We brought you in for this. It's got to be the defensive line. You've got to find a way to make Jared Goff uncomfortable, not allow him to set up that play action that he's so successful with under center. Don't let them get on first down. Don't let them win first down. Make sure that you get those opportunities where it's third and seven, third and eight, and you get a chance to really get up there and get at them. That's really what you need to do. It's It boils down to the pass rush. It boils yeah. down to the pass rush, man. I Look, 
Nick Bosa is incredible. Um, all these guys are very talented, but I need you to show up. I need I need you to show up in this game because the clear disadvantage is, is that Jared Goff, when you have pressure in his face, when you muddy that pocket, that's when he gives you one. He gives you two, yes. and you've got to be able to take advantage of that. If you get two two turnovers off of Goff being pressured, whether it's a, a strip sack or a tip pass or an errant throw, now you're really cooking with gas. Pass rush, it's, it's up to you, man. Like, I don't know what more needs to be done. You had all this time to be to be healthy and get healthy, and we were pining for this this whole four starting lineup to start. They did. They got zero sacks in a game that Jordan Love was starting in his second in his second playoff game. Please get after the quarterback. Make him uncomfortable. Hit him. Get in his face. And nobody's been able to do that, really. Yeah, Eric Branch literally just tweeted 10 minutes ago. Uh, Nick Bosa sacks in first six playoff games, eight. Sacks in last four playoff games, zero. That's something that's got to change. And, I mean, you look at the weapons that Detroit has, Sam Laporta, Monroe St. Brown, Jamison Williams, and even to a little bit Josh Reynolds. He's been kind of peaking a little bit in this postseason, uh, especially with Jamison Williams is, you know, they, they're going to want to stretch the field vertically. And how do you do that? Well, your quarterback has to have some time in the pocket to, to kind of step up and throw. If, if the Niners pass rush can be on Jared Goff, I, I mean, we've seen this story. We've seen this pass rush get off after Jared Goff and what's happened. It's turnovers. It's fumbles. And that's how the Niners put up crooked numbers. It's not necessarily offense working. It's it's forcing turnovers and putting the offensive ad, advantageous situations. And that's how the Niners get to, you know, 35, 40 points. Uh, but in games where they're not forcing turnovers, you saw a little bit on Sunday or Saturday against the Packers. The two turnovers didn't come until later in the game. Niners often struggled, didn't really move, all that stuff. It's really two key, three keys to this game, Jason Aponte. Running the ball well and stopping the run, uh, taking shots and passing the ball outside the numbers, and turning Jared Goff back into uh, i see what you're laughing at now uh turn jared goff back into the rams jared goff and the niners should be fine uh no pressure right no it's only the nfc championship game no pressure yeah yeah uh it's you got to find creative ways can you get there with four do you have to send an extra man some stunts some twists things that are going to make things harder make make those old linemen communicate um but you've got to win your your reps you've got to win your reps um, I watched on film Eric Armstead literally bull rush, win a pass rush. Jordan Love gets the ball out. It's going to be a stuffed play on a on a screen, and Drake Greenlaw slips, and he just and and he makes a and he makes a move, and and boom, first down. So again, all the stuff that all the stuff that we're talking about, it's not going to be a slippery field. These guys understand what they need to do. The linebackers have to be better in run defense and run support. Same thing with the safeties, but. You've got to find a way to create pressure without leaving yourself vulnerable in the background because if you do send pressure, you have to finish or at least pressure him into a throwaway or at least let him hold the ball because if you don't, on the back end, you've got yourself vulnerable and the numbers start to change. It's it's going to be interesting to figure out how they do it, but they have to do it. like this. There has to be no more excuses. We're big pressures over sacks, guys. Big pressures – but pressures ain't doing nothing if you're not getting to the quarterback at this point. All those pressures right it's, now, like, it's been hard to watch. It's almost like the conversations we had before the Chase Young trade was like, hey, man, these pressures are cool, but, like, you're not sacking anybody. And now the problem is, Jason Aponte, is we're still kind of talking about it after the Chase Young trade. And and that's that's a concern. That That's a huge concern that that we, we had thoughts of Chase Young of – being the best opposite of Nick Bosa that, that the Niners have had. And 
it just kind of feels like the pass rush hasn't taken that jump this season. And and, and it's a concern that, I, I mean, maybe a concern and maybe a good thing that we're in the NFC championship game and still talking about the pass rush, not really being up to par because maybe in these next two games, the Niners pass rush returns to what we're used to. And it's just a two, two very easy games. The next two games, are you, you know what are I you mean? Saying Dare I say they are due. They 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 yeah. should be due, right? And and so that's another thing. I'm just very there. There is, dare I say, Jason Aponte. We're in the NFC Championship game. It's almost like we're talking about two very good football teams with a lot of very good aspects to them, and and football tends to be a game of matchups. That's that's what it tends to be. And really, what this game might come down to is. Can the talent on the San Francisco 49ers beat the heart of the Detroit Lions? And that is going to be a matchup, man. That's going to be something fun. I I think that this is the NFC Championship game I'm, I've been most excited for out of the last three. Uh, maybe it's because it's the one that's on the plate. And I know it's I, currently it's the one the 49ers haven't lost. And maybe that's why I'm excited for it. But this this game, man, this this... I'm excited, man. I, dare I say, as a football fan, Championship Sunday gets the juices flowing. Dare I say. 100%. And again, golden opportunity right in front of you. You have the better team. You're you're not a seven-point touch. Uh, you're not a touchdown favorite in this game because you're an underdog. Um, you know, I don't believe in, like, everyone's counting everyone out. I think the Lions were going to be a sexy pick going into the season regardless um, mm-hmm. because of you know, Dan Campbell and how they finished that season. And then, of course, they come out, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs on the road to start the season. Um, it's got to be it's got to be now. If not now, then never. And we're going to have a tough time explaining this one to anybody. Um, <laughs> heart sucks. Heart's the worst one out of Captain Planet. My God, Rob with the hot take. Uh, Andrew, do, are you familiar with Captain Planet? Or is I, that, I, like, I, is that, what's, is that... what, if you tell me what Captain Planet, what it's from, I might know it. Is it's that Captain Planet's cartoon? Oh, it's literally just a cartoon. Captain Planet. Is yeah, the name he, of the, well, you know what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of Pizza Planet, which is the pizza restaurant in I'm Toy Story. Story. I think that's I'm what Story. I was. You're close. Thinking. I'm gonna look up You're Captain close. Planet and see if I know what it looks like. Just it's off, all of them know, have rings. Yes, Heart, I know. Okay, water, I don't know what Captain Planet is, but I know what this looks like. Lavar Burton was yeah. in it. Sacra- Sacramento our, legend, Lavar Burton. By our powers combined. Yes, I know exactly what it is. Yes, now you know. I they know all got exactly the exactly what. It but is. yeah, I'm not good with um, stats. I'm not good with references. I'm sorry. It's gonna take pollution down to zero. Hell yeah, I can hear it in my head right now. <laughs> gonna take pollution down to zero. All right. Um, but look, regardless, this has to be a put up or shut up game for the defensive yes. line because we're gonna have a lot of questions. They make a lot of money. Um, you make a lot of money to make plays in big moments. Um, Javon Hargrave was supposed to be like the last Infinity Stone with the defensive line, and then you add like another Infinity Stone with Chase Young. Um, we're gonna have a tough. We're gonna have a tough time. We're gonna have a tough time trying to explain this one if they have another game like that. Don Cheadle was the best Captain Planet. Oh my God. Oh well, Ted Turner might be the best Captain Planet too, and that's a robot chicken uh, reference. That's a deep cut. I implore you guys to look that up. Um, but nope, I'm not singing the whole song, Jesse. Not gonna happen. Not gonna uh, but yeah, it's gotta be. It's put up or shut up time for the pass rush. Absolutely, 100. Like you, all of you guys make a ton of money. All of you. Um, and there's a reason because you're incredibly you're incredibly talented, but you have to make it happen now. It it can't just be well, good effort. Well, they got the pressure. It you know ballers make plays in the biggest moments, and I need this this defensive line to be ballers. Uh, Jason, last question, maybe the most important question of the podcast uh, before we get into predictions. 
Is Sunday a must win or he can't lose for the 49ers? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking, fucking both of them. <laughs> I, well, that's the thing. Like, it sounds funny, but like, I think like it obviously is a must win because like you got to go to, but like the can't lose might be the favorite because again, I don't know if I can mentally handle losing in a playoff game to the Detroit Lions. Nothing against them, nothing against them and how talented they are. It's just my whole life. I have been trained that the Detroit Lions are a very bad football team. And I don't know if I can mentally handle it. Yeah, no, and and again, it's uh, it's 1956 is the last time the Lions have won a road playoff game against the San Francisco 49ers. Please don't be on the wrong side of this and put them back into it um in 2023. I'm gonna be sweating bullets if the Ravens beat the Chiefs in the morning game. Are you? Just because of the whole, the last time the Lions won a playoff game on the road, it was against San Francisco. Mm. They went on to win the championship against the Browns, now the Ravens. Like, that whole thing, I'm going to be sweating bullets. But then again, also going to be sweating bullets because I don't want to play the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So it's a lose-lose situation for Andrew, really. I don't want to play either team in the Super Bowl. (laughs) One way or another, the 49ers are going to have a chance to right or wrong. Um, And I think think that's that's exciting. Listen, I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl. We get two weeks. We get two weeks to talk about that. You know, like it's it's going to be important that the 49ers handle business here. Let's not uh, put the cart before the horse or whatever that means. That sounds like my father. My God. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, it, absolutely. It's uh, it's an exciting time. It's been an incredible season, but I'm not ready for it to be over. And I don't think yeah. this 49ers team is either. Jason Aponte, let's get to predictions. And since there's only two games on Sunday, let's let's start with the AFC Championship game because these two games go hand in hand. The, both the winners go on to face each other. So let's start with the AFC Championship game. Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens. Jason Aponte, who's representing the AFC in the Super Bowl? There it is. There he is. There he is. There he is. Oh, he's here Hell for the yeah. predictions. We got the we Hell got a yeah. celebrity prediction Hell here. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll get that inverse prediction here in a second. Let's let's go AFC oh, yeah. Championship game first. Lamar Jackson, you're the only thing that can save us. Only you can save us from two weeks of glazing Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey doing as many appearances as he can, his girlfriend being plastered everywhere. You have to save us. It is up to you. It's on you. You're the MVP. Get it done. The Ravens win 27-24 in an absolute nail-biter. Lamar Jackson, it is up to you. America needs you, okay? There's not many times that I can put an importance like that. Please, Lamar, save us. Please. I can't take it anymore. I cannot see them. I cannot see them in the Super Bowl again. I cannot see all the theatrics that are going to happen for two weeks. Please, please, Lamar. I would rather, I would rather see you. I'd rather see you in the Super Bowl. I promise. I really promise you. I really like the Baltimore Ravens. I think they're one of the most talented teams in the NFL. Lamar Jackson's very good. That whole offense has turned out to be very good. Mark Andrews is coming back. Roquan Smith was a Baltimore Raven before. Like, he was the perfect Baltimore Raven linebacker before he was a Raven. Thanks, Bears. Thanks, Bears. The Bears. Um, But what what does Thanos say in that small movie? Uh, It it is inevitable. What is it? I'm inevitable. I I haven't seen the movie. Patrick Mahomes is inevitable. And until 
he loses. I've said it. I've said it all year, Jason Aponte. Even when even when the Chiefs are struggling in the middle of the season, until they lose and they're not in the playoffs, I cannot physically pick against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm gonna go Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I don't care about the score. I just it's Mahomes, man. He's inevitable. Jason, the prediction everybody's been waiting for. Let's get the let's get the celebrity pick out of the way first. Uh, first ever celebrity pick here on the Sprint Right Option Podcast history. Don Burr. Well, I tell you what, hate it had to be, y'all. Detroit 26, Niners 21, Detroit versus every damn body. And maybe the last thing I'll say positive for the Detroit Lions, Denver. I'm very excited you're here. I'm very excited you I'm very excited you get to experience this. Check I, our thumbnail, Don Burr. Check the thumbnail. Check our check the thumbnail, well. please. Um, I'm very excited you're here. Unfortunately, you're right. It had to be y'all. It had to be the Detroit Lions against the San Francisco 49ers. And to me, after hearing everything we've heard about the Detroit Lions, seeing how feel good of a story they've been and seeing kind of the conversations with the Niners and their struggles against the Packers. And I feel like people are kind of down on the team. This feels like a very prime Niners against the Dallas Cowboys, Niners against the Philadelphia Eagles spot. I don't know if I'm going to say it's going to be as big of a blowout, but this is going to be a whomping. I'm going to say 27 to 14. The 49ers win two scores. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be closer than that. I like. I don't. I think it's going to be one of those 27 to 14s where like the score looks close, but like it was really never in doubt. I'm gonna go 27, 14, 49ers. Give me 31, 21. San Francisco 49ers, they'll be playing the Baltimore Ravens, and they'll get to get their shot back, their, their lick back from 2012 um, in Las Vegas. See y'all in Las Vegas. Um, that's all I got to say. Uh, again, this team has come too far. They understand what's in, in front of them. They're too good. They're too talented. They understand what they need to do. Um, there won't be any rain. This offense is going to be able to take advantage of the secondary. Dare I say the pass rush is going to do more than zero sacks. That's a bold take um, at this point. But, yes, 31. 21 San Francisco 49ers see y'all in Las Vegas there it is we we've done it Jason we've wrapped up a third NFC championship game preview we hope we hope we hope we have another game to talk about I'm pretty confident we will I'm sure a lot of people here are very confident we'll have another game to talk about but Jason Aponte it's been fun I've enjoyed this postseason. I've enjoyed this season. It's been fun. I love each and every one of you in the comments. Don Burr, you too. I know you're the enemy this week. But as I said, very happy you're here, Jason. Any final thoughts before we get up out of here? Nah, hell of a season, man. Again, hopefully we get to preview our first Super Bowl together. Um, That would be immaculate. It's just the last thing that we need to check off. And then right after that, the last thing we need to check off is the the off season of saying the San Francisco 49ers are NFL champions. Ha 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 ha. That'll literally be all the podcasts and that's all it'll literally be the entire off season. So get yourself ready for that. But Andrew, thank you. Everybody who tunes in all the time. We see the same familiar names, everybody who likes subscribes, um, enjoys our content. Appreciate you guys so much, man. It's been a hell of a ride, but we're not done yet. Dare I say, should I quote the great Marcus Peters? I think we ain't done yet. Thank you guys. Luca's up to 66. Niners play on Sunday. 66? We got to get this and TV Jason, on. And Jason Aponte, as always. Let's go, Niners. See you guys. Santa Sunday. Clara versus the whole damn world. Don Burr. Bam.